Hello, my friends. Welcome to Worship for May 10th, 2020, here at Carmen United Church. I'm Reverend Nick Phillips, pastor here at this church, and it is my pleasure to welcome you into worship this day. I want to start today by wishing all you mothers out there a very happy Mother's Day. We are certainly thankful for all the mothers in our lives, whether biological or the many other mothers who care for us in our lives. So again, happy Mother's Day to all of you. And as we begin, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Reverend Nick, we're starting to see the province begin to relax restrictions about gatherings, and we know that there's some sort of plan coming. So when, when will I get to sit in my pew? That's a great question. And to that I say, that's a really good question. And I also say, not anytime soon. I'm sorry. Be patient. There's a lot we need to consider right now about how things are going to function here in this church. In fact, on Wednesday at 2 o'clock, we are having a church council meeting to start, and I do emphasize start having discussions on what it might look like to reopen our church when we get to that point. So I would ask that you pray for our church council as they meet again at 2 o'clock on Wednesday. And also please pray for me as I try to chair this meeting using Zoom with a whole bunch of people who haven't used Zoom before. Please, seriously, pray. Now, there's been an abundance of material put out in just the last few days around guidelines for reopening a variety of things, churches, schools, uh, businesses, and even including from the United Church of Canada, with, of course, a focus on church. We will be looking at these and other documents as well as we seek guidance moving forward to reopening our church. It is my hope that after we meet this week, I will be able to share some of those insights with you from our meeting. Now, I'm pretty sure we won't be making too many strong decisions at this time, but I do hope to at least provide an update. In the meantime, please keep praying. Keep praying for our church, our nation, our community, and keep praying that God will guide us through. I also want to let you know that starting the week of May 25th, I'm going to be start offering an online Bible study using Zoom. If you are interested, please call, text, email, whatever, to let me know and we'll get you registered. Now, depending on how many people sign up, it will depend on how many uh, options for meeting I offer. If we get a lot of people, I'll be offering different times throughout the week. So if you're, again, if you're interested, please let me know and register. And if, you're, and, and, and if the thought of using technology kind of frightens you a little bit, uh, but you want to take part, give me a call. And we will walk through the process for setting it up, connecting, and conducting yourself in the meetings. I know it can be intimidating, but once you've got it up and running and have done it once or twice, it certainly does become a whole lot easier over time. We just need to get comfortable with the platform. And again, talk to me, and we will even do a one-on-one -on -one session uh, to make sure you're comfortable with, with the aspects of what, we'll, uh, of what you can find in the software. So I'm excited to offer this, and I hope that you will find time to join me. Also, thank you to everyone who's been supporting our church over the last couple of months. We've literally had donations coming in from across the country. I have to say it's a bit humbling to know that watching right now, there are people worshiping with us 
from all across Canada, maybe even beyond. Your ongoing support is greatly appreciated as we continue the ministry of our church in these strange times. It comes to mind that as I keep making this pitch week after week, that maybe I'll start to develop into being a bit of a televangelist. You know, just just call now and send in your money and all will be healed and you will be blessed. Or the church will simply be blessed to pay its bills. However you wish to support our church, our thanks are given. It is greatly appreciated. If you wish to drop off your offering in my mailbox or Joyce's mailbox, that is great. If you need your offering picked up, give us a call and we will arrange to come get it from you. If you wish to donate electronically, there is the email address that you can e-transfer to, as well as donate through our website. All help is support is, is greatly thanked, uh, is greatly appreciated, and we appreciate your generous support to keep our church running in these strange and uncertain times. And may God indeed bless you abundantly. Let us now just take a moment to prepare our hearts for worship this day. Let us pray. Lord, we gather from far and wide today thankful for this time of worship. While we may not see each other together, we are gathered together by our hearts and by your Holy Spirit in worship this day. Bless this, our offering of praise to you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our scripture reading today is from the Gospel of Matthew, continuing on in chapter 5, verses 38 to 48. You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth, but I tell you, Do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, give them your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, Love your enemies and those who persecute you. And pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet your own, and if you greet only your own people, What are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you join me in prayer? Lord God, as we gather around your word this day, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, you who are our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. You know, you would think that after roughly 30 years of being on the internet, I would learn when to engage in a debate and when not to. For example, about a week ago, just over a week ago, I posted something questioning how pro-lifers, those who are opposed to abortion, how those people could be also pro-gun. This was in response to what I was seeing in social media at the time, uh, reacting to Prime Minister Trudeau's gun ban. Yes, I knew at the time that this was going to be a provocative statement, 
but I did it anyway. And of course, someone from that particular camp, pro-life and pro-gun, responded. Now, I was going to ignore it. I had every intention to ignore it. But another friend jumped in with a response questioning her motives and her thoughts around why she was thinking this way. Now, this was not a terribly heated argument, and it didn't last that long, probably because we knew we would not be able to change one another's mind. But it was an interesting conversation, and here's why. Her position is that all children have the right to be born, and that she has the right to defend that life, even if it meant using lethal force if necessary. And then she quoted from Exodus 22, 2, which reads, if a, thief, if a thief is caught breaking in at night and has struck a fatal blow, the defender is not guilty of bloodshed. To which I responded, Jesus may have a different view of that particular action, and quoted from our reading today, where Jesus challenges people's understanding of the law of Moses. She was not happy. She replied, God's word does not contradict itself. And yes, I agree with that statement. The problem is people, uh, when people start to pick and choose the scriptures to support an argument that they hold, they get upset when they see something come across as contradictory. When we cherry pick our favorite verses to support our position on a particular cause, we can forget to take in what the context might be. What is happening in the Bible at that moment? When we do this, we can find that people can easily dispute our position by choosing some other seemingly random verse in the Bible to support their position or the opposite position. This is not God's intention. The, the, body, the Bible is an entire complete body of work to be taken as a whole to guide us for living as faithful children of God. We can't just pick and choose what we want to use and disregard the rest. Our Bibles would be a whole lot shorter if that was the case. Now, Jesus has some strong things to say about what we read in the Old Testament and how we interpret it. So we need to listen to what he is saying to us because he's clarifying things. And when we turn to our reading from the Sermon on the Mount, we hear Jesus start with those same words we started with last week. You have heard that it was said. Now remember what I said last week. When we hear Jesus say something like that, we need to stop and wonder, where have we heard it said? In fact, Jesus uses that term twice in our reading from today. He first says, you've heard it said, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. So where have we heard this said? And again, like last week, we turn back to the Old Testament. This time, to the book of Exodus, chapter 21, verses uh, 22 and 23. But if there is serious injury, you are to take life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. That is Exodus 21, 23 to 25. If there is serious injury, the person who inflicted the injury gets the exact same in return as to what they did to the person. Now, we need to remember who Moses is talking to. 
Moses is talking to a really big crowd of people. And this crowd, they're wandering through the desert. It is a hostile environment. They are a mass of people who were just former slaves not that long ago. And they're wandering through this hostile land where there's no food and no water. And in the villages that dot the landscape, there are enemy armies just waiting. All Moses is trying to do is keep them alive so that they can reach the promised land. To do this, you need to set some ground rules. So if you hurt someone, you're going to receive punishment equal to the hurt you have caused. Cause someone to lose an eye, you're going to lose an eye. Break something that belongs to someone else, well, we're going to break yours. Something like this will help keep the peace, will it not? And let's be honest, sometimes we use the same logic in our own lives, maybe with our children. You know, you break something, we're going to break yours. It's kind of a rule by intimidation. It's not exactly right, but we do it. And when you think about it, this is pretty much the premise of the whole Cold War. Right? You have nuclear weapons that can wipe us off the map. Ha, we have nuclear weapons that can wipe you off the map. And we can use our weapons just as well as you can use yours. So go ahead, try it. I dare you. Right? You can see how that kind of keeps a tense peace. Right? So knowing context is important. We need to remember this. Now Jesus says in our reading today, you've heard an eye for an eye, but here's what I say. Don't resist, engage. If someone slaps you on the cheek, turn your head and offer the other one. If they sue you for your shirt, give them your coat too. If they force you to go one mile, go two miles. Make them think about what they are doing or asking of you. Make them realize what their actions are doing. Don't retaliate. Respond differently. Don't use violence. Respond differently. This is not easy for us. When someone does something awful, we want to see justice. Right? This is true. We demand someone pays for their crimes. But should this always be the case? Should we be demanding blood whenever someone is hurt? Jesus is saying, respond differently. And how that response may look will differ from case to case. Remember, we're trying to respond as God would have us respond. So if we're looking at how Jesus is presenting a way of life here in the Sermon on the Mount, if someone pops me in the mouth, my immediate reaction is I'm going to pop him back, probably harder. But Jesus says, no. In the heat of the moment, don't retaliate. Engage the person differently. Someone pops me in the mouth, stand there and see if they're willing to throw another one. See if they think it's worth it. Make them think about what they have done and what they have to do. Why should we respond in this way? I think we need to look at that next paragraph from our reading from the the Sermon on the Mount, which begins again, you have heard that it was said. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. What am I going to say next? Yeah. Where have we heard it said? In this case, in the first case, we can turn back to the book of Leviticus, chapter 19, verse 18. And this has a verse that we know very well. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. 
Now for the second part, we can look to this book of Psalms, Psalm 139, verses 21 and 22, where it says this, Do I not not hate those who hate you, O Lord? Do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with the perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. So love your neighbor, hate your enemies. We have found examples of that in the Old Testament that the people around Jesus would have heard. And these are just a couple of examples that we can draw upon to support what Jesus has said they have heard. Jesus goes on. He says, but I tell you, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Now, come on, Jesus. Wouldn't it be just easier if I popped them back in the mouth? Sure it would. But that's not what Jesus expects of those who follow him. Why? Well, because Jesus goes on to say, you do these things so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. Well, dang, Jesus, you got us there. If you want to be a child of God, you even need to love your enemies, even those who persecute you. Jesus then goes on to make an excellent point, as you would expect Jesus to do. He says, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet your own people, only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that? What makes us stand out as children of God? If we love people who love us, sure, that's a good start. Everyone should be doing that. Jesus says even those evil tax collectors, they do that. And who could possibly love a tax collector? But if you want to change the world, try loving those people who make your life hard. Now there is a countercultural move. Today we're getting a glimpse into just how radically Jesus is asking us to live. Love your neighbor. Even that neighbor whose dog leaves presents on your front lawn. Now, sure, we could very easily just return those presents back to their front doorstep. But is that loving them? No, of course not. Love them and pray for them. Does Jesus realize how hard, just how hard this is to do? He sure does. Think about when Jesus is hanging on the cross after they arrest him, after they trump up false charges against him, after they brutally beat him within an inch of his life, even as he's hanging on the cross and they shout out and mock him, if you say you're the son of God, save yourself. After all of this, what does Jesus say? Even as he's hanging on the cross, moments before his death, Jesus says those famous words, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Even with all that had happened, Jesus loved them right to the very end. Very few people know the pure evil that Jesus faced in those days. 
and yet he still chose love. Now, following Jesus, it's, it's not for the weak. He calls us to live a life that is radically different than what the world teaches us to live. Why? Because it's God's way. Remember, God wants to have an intimate relationship with you. This relationship is built on love, grace, and forgiveness. In order for us to fully embrace this incredible relationship with God, we need to be doing our very best to share in that love, grace, and forgiveness with others. And when we put our trust in our Father God, He will give us the strength to do it. Jesus closes off our reading today with these wise words, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. May these words be our goal as we follow the one who gives life, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen and amen. I would like to take this time now to offer a period of prayer. So please join with me, join your hearts with me in prayer. Let us pray. Lord, you are the one who calls us to be different, to make the relationships the priorities of our lives. So we give you thanks for the gift of opportunity to be in relationship with you, a relationship that will impact how we live in this world and how we interact with those who are around us. May we know the great love you have for us, and may we be so bold to radically share this same love with all those in our lives, including those who are harder to love. Lord, today we still come with broken hearts. We pray for the family of the young boy lost in Truro, a boy who brought joy to his family, a boy with a hope for a long life. Lord, we pray for this family. May you comfort them in this time of grief and pain. Lord, hear our prayer, and in your mercy answer. Lord, we continue to pray for all who mourn the loss of loved ones. We pray for those who have been impacted by the tragedies in our province over the last month. Lord, may they know the abundance of your love and comfort as shared by those who reach out to them in all these difficult days. Lord, hear our prayer, and in your mercy answer. Lord, we pray for all who have been impacted by COVID-19. We think especially of those who live in, work at, or have connections to Northwood and Halifax. Lord, bring your healing and comfort to the floors of that facility, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer, and in your mercy answer. Lord, for those who still struggle to love neighbors or to receive the love from them, May your spirit speak to their hearts. Lord, may they hear your words to be different, to act according to your ways and not the ways of this world. Lord, we all need your help in this area, so please soften our hearts to allow you to enter in us and guide us in all that we do, especially in, these challenging, in those challenging moments. Lord, hear our prayer and in your mercy, answer. 
Lord, we pray today for those who are sick in our community, for those who are living with cancer, for those who live with dementia, for those who are suffering from illness or uh, the impact of a recent diagnosis, for all who struggle with health issues in their lives. Lord, we pray for their healing in the name of Jesus. May you surround them with healing and love, comfort and care, and be with their loved ones who may not be able to be with them even today. Lord, hear our prayer, and in your mercy, answer. Lord, we turn all of our prayers to you, prayers for ourselves, our loved ones, our church, our community, our country, our world. Lord, we take all these prayers and offer them to you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. My friends, once again, thank you for joining me today in the service of worship from wherever you are. God bless you. And may you know the love of our risen Savior as he calls us to seek to live differently than what the world lives, but to live as God would have us live. Let us go forward in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God in each and every one of us, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to Be Still and Know a ministry of Carmen United Church in Sydney Mines. To learn more about our ministry, please visit our website, www.carmenunited.ca. May God bless you this day.